you're about to listen to our program Eng. We don't know why, however we are grateful you chose to. We do wish to inform you that the views, opinions and overall morality, do not necessarily reflect those of the station, interview guests, sponsors or musical entities. If you should choose to continue, and we sincerely hope that you do. Just know, we tried to advise you against these actions and we are not responsible for any damage done to your sanity, morals or ideals. Thank you. Here comes the terrible siren. Twenty-third day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. I am aware. I am a humble man. I won't say you should follow me. You are welcome. You are loved. Join us, and we shall reach the promised plane. I'm not boastful, and my chorus is more soulful. One of joy. One lacking pain. We are the cult of through because i forgot to turn on my fucking microphone yeah it wouldn't be a show if there weren't some sort of fuck up and i'm usually the fuck up hi how you doing friendly neighborhood cult leader here odd uh with me is my co-host jad and uh riding on our third chair again is uh the america's own reap (laughs) greetings from the highways of america (laughs) once again you're in fucking suburbia there's no highway any road I'm on is a fucking highway. You're not on a road. You're on a couch. <laughs> well, at the moment. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, at the moment. Okay, so we've got a bunch of shit to talk about tonight. Um, uh, I want to jump right in and do what I consider housekeeping stuff. Um, first and foremost, I'm not you got in your pillow. That's okay. See, I didn't think that's where that was headed. Thank God you said. <laughs> Thank God you said pillow. Besides, at this point. At this point, Jad is low man on the totem. Wow. <laughs> Poor Jad. Uh, uh, but no, so uh, first and foremost, you guys voted and we listened. So every year we do something we call Free Tober. And this year I told you that you could choose one of the celebrity interviews that's normally locked behind our Patreon paywall. And I gave you some choices. And the votes are in. Uh, voting ended at 7 p.m. tonight, and the winner was Bruce Valanche. So you guys will get the interview that I did with Bruce Valanche. Which is a good interview, by the way. I got to uh, recut it a little bit and bring it up to, you know, current standards. It won't be much. Yeah, just a little. Earlier this year, late last year? I don't remember. Time, time. Time doesn't exist. Time. Tick tock, motherfucker. Time is a lie. <laughs> time is a clock that sits on a wall. Tick tock in my head. Look, you said tick tock. I said ding dong. <laughs> you are a ding dong. And I go right to anthrax. Tick tick in my head. <laughs> so, um, you guys are going to get the interview with Bruce Valanche for Free Tober. Uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook page, Twitter, and all the other socials as to when when that will be dropping. The other big news that we have is starting tonight after the show of course theoretically you could go and do it right now if you wanted to 
If you go to thecultivod.com and you scroll down to just underneath our uh, sponsor carousel and where our links are, you will see our top 10 chart and you will see that there are 10 new bands listed in the top 10 chart. What that means is these are some of the bands that have been brought in via our Reverb Nation offer. And these are the first 10 that we have chosen. Um, so what we're going to do is we have our top 10 chart. And you can go to the website and you can listen to the music right there. You can vote for them. And the band or artists that make it into the one, two, and three slot will make it into our featured section, which is the first three songs of each show. That doesn't mean that the other bands aren't going to get played during the live show and be in the podcast version that goes up to Patreon. It just means that those three bands get that featured slot for what goes out for the fun size version. <coughs> now, currently on the list, the bands and artists that we have, we have Residual Self, we have Anarchy One, we have Blake Natural, Gary J. Freeman, Haven, Heathen Sun, Malcolm Brickhouse, Nebulous, Pocahontas Music, and Scott and Sabrina. Each one has their own unique vibe to them. And you can vote for more than one if you want. You can go through and give everybody a vote if you like all of them. It's just a matter of who makes it into those top three spots gets into the featured spot for the episode. Voting will start tonight and run until Friday morning. Friday mornings is when I pick the music for the show. So at that point, whoever's in the one, two, and three spot, those are the first three songs that we'll play that night on the show. And then everybody gets set back to zero. Maybe I'll add a new band or two um, and pull out some that didn't get any votes for whatever reason, and we'll start the process over again. And we're going to keep doing that for the next uh, foreseeable future. Every get week, though. vote. Yeah. The list of bands that you heard, you like them, vote for them. Yep. And they're going to be doing their part, sending people our way to vote for them as well, and listening to our show because they, they their music is being played. Like Anarchy. <laughs> I Anarchy was one of my. Oh, picks. the band! Oh, I thought you were being specific. Anarchy was one of my picks. She's really good and pretty too, but she's really good. Actually, all of them are really great artists. And they're local acts. No, they're not. Oh, they're not. Oh, they're local acts. No. Oh, oh, it's national now. My bad, Mike. Yeah. I fucked that up myself. Yeah, actually, it's international and national. It's international like the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> You're always in black. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't, can't change. But yeah, so really cool thing that we're doing, and we're happy to have them, and we're going to be having more and more, more and more music coming in. Uh, so please keep checking. Uh, <laughs> or, his wait, or his pedophilia problem. The side conversation. And you don't have a pet chimp either. Hey, you. I could grab one of my friends. Hey, I, 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 you know what? I still say we need to get mad at your product and teach that fucking chimp sign language. Let's see what that fucker really saw. Let's so, see what the chimp really fucking I'm saw. I'm sorry, right. that was a side conversation. So we've, like I said, we've got tons of, of new music coming, and I hope you guys are willing to check it out. We all week uh, during uh, uh, through the Facebook page and through our Instagram and through TikTok, we were dropping announcements about each new artist that we had picked up. We gave you a little bit of information about each one and gave you a link to go check out their Facebook page and you know peruse their links. Um, I can't wait for this because uh, when we first started the show, we had a battle of the bands idea and it went okay, but it didn't, I, I didn't have the tools at my disposal that I have now. And now with this top 10 chart and uh, the ability to have everybody be able to go vote and listen right then and there makes it so much easier. So uh, please, by all means, go check out those artists. One artist already has a vote and I'm pretty sure they went and voted for themselves. <laughs> Should um, that be a rule you can't vote for yourself? And you no. should always be able to vote for yourself. Yeah. Well, right. It's like I mean, liking your own status comedy. Even the goddamn president can no, vote for himself. You have every right to do that. You have every right to do that. Yeah. Even the, pre even the president can vote for himself, so. Wow. <laughs> I have to Whoa. Oh but at God. least also too, please Whoa. go check out the music. Don't just know uh, she's pretty. Mm. Oh, she's pretty. Got my no. vote. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, 
Just because of the picture alone. Remember, I sort through these with you. I have heard these. I've heard the good and the bad and the absolutely goddamn awful. Which also, too, if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, goddamn awful. I wasn't singing. Yeah, neither was I. You would be heads above. Also, too, if you're interested in, in doing listening parties with us, we, we tend to do it like once, maybe twice a week via our Discord. All you got to do is is shoot us a message and say, hey, I want access to the Discord. When are you guys doing another listening? Um, because there's a lot. Yeah, right now, I, I join. Th- do it. Because I'd love to listen. Yeah, I think us. right now. Yeah, Rob sat and listened. Um, but I, I think we have over 100 submissions that we haven't reviewed yet. Again? I told you the other day we were at 94. Remember? We just did 80 of them. Remember, on the 21st, Reverb Nation put us into their email, uh, their oh, newsletter God. blast. I forgot that was going to happen. We just reviewed <coughs> 80 of them like two days ago. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we have 101 so far that we like. Or actually over 100. All right. Well, now I know what we have to do. Hey, Jay, do you got any Tylenol or Advil? I don't know. You just fucking married couple bickering started to give me a headache. If I want to listen to this shit, I would have stayed home with my wife. It's not bickering. Trust me. We don't bicker. No, you two just have full-blown, knockdown, drag-out, raging fucking fights. Maybe. You know, maybe to it. I've known you two for too long. Maybe she likes it. Maybe she's bored with it. Oh, maybe she does like it. Are you trying to say she gives wonderful headache? Define headache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to define it. That's a damn. 69, There's a sound drop that just got played there. <laughs> and of course, I didn't get to hear it. No. You will if you go back and listen. Wow. So yeah, um, Bruce Valanche is the free Tober offering that you guys are getting uh, for October. And please make sure you check out the top 10 chart and vote for these, these artists. And you'll be hearing them all next week. Uh, all 10 of them will be in the playlist, but... Like I said, the the top one, two, and three slots are going to be are featured. Um, and I just got your wife the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, when you open your mouth, you do. All right, yeah, I didn't even open my you mouth have a choice: <clears throat> national tragedy or TV show. Isn't that or both the same thing? thing? Yeah, exactly. I'm no, not in this case. What channel you're watching? Yeah, national tragedy or TV 90% show? Ninety percent of the channels. Uh, okay, I feel like we said national strategy. I'm not. I, I shouldn't look. I have a bad sense just, of humor. Just, okay, national tragedy. Right? National tragedy. All right. A few weeks ago, 9/11 happened, and I have to take issue with some <laughs> I'm shit. Sorry. I take issue with some shit at this point. I understand that it was a terrible moment in our nation's history, and I understand that people lost their lives and gave a lot of themselves to save others. But I will never forget. I do not need to remind myself or others with images of horrific and graphic violence every fucking year at this point. All right? I'm getting sick of it. I get it. Well, look at it this way. It's like if Krampus is, like, posting pictures every Christmas, like selfies, and sending them to people. Like, I mean, it's terrible. Nobody wants to see that I mind, every year. Yeah, I mind less the ones that are, like, the remembrance where you'll see the two light beams or something yeah. like that. What I'm genuinely sick and fucking tired of is I'm tired of seeing the the towers exploding. I'm tired of seeing the videos of the carnage and stuff every fucking year. Again, I will remember without inflicting that kind of recurring trauma or however you want to say it on myself or others. And I think we need to move past that part of it. I mean, it's pretty hard to forget. Well, you go tell so, World War II vets to get past Pearl Harbor then. But you don't see the, the post constantly of the explosions and shit like that. I'm not saying well, get no, over I, I what happened. I'm saying have a lot more tact about how you're sharing yeah. your remembrance. You know, we don't we don't share every year uh, to commemorate school shootings when well, we don't have to. They happen so frequently. <laughs> yeah, they commemorate themselves. <laughs> we don't share footage every year in mass of the Columbine shooting and the, the images that we have from that. We don't share in mass every year about some of the other horrific shootings that have happened. We may mention them. We may put up a post in remembrance for the, the people who passed, but we're not sharing the horrific imagery every year. 
Again, I'm not saying move the fuck on already. I'm saying let's move past the need to continually show ourselves and show others that carnage. You know what that what I equate that to? Like, just to be on the lighter side, what can you equate that to? It's like, okay, how many times have we seen a Batman reboot and watched his parents get shot in the alley? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> we all know it happened. Nobody forgets, but. You show it to us all the time. Like, Uncle Ben died in a Spider-Man. At least, they, you know, they changed it in the most recent one. But still, it's like, yeah, we know it happened, but we don't want to see it. And that's all like, I'm saying. There's, a, like you said, show us, like, the memorials and stuff and, like, the ceremonies and stuff and people, like, talking about it. But we don't want to see the actual explosion in the building. For Christ's sake, people were falling out the windows. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see that jumping. again. No. Yeah, they were jumping. I was in school when I seen that. That was horrific then. I was it's at work. horrific now. I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah. I was in fourth grade. They put it on the TV. Oh, my That's God. <laughs> I was in high school. I was. I know exactly where I was at when 9-11 happened. I was sitting in math class. A kid next to me went to go sit down. I kicked the desk from under him, and he fell on the ground, and then the TV came on. And you I'm see, like, what, what in the world? Was, at the time, we lived over by Metro Airport. And so, you know, hearing planes fly was, you just tuned it out. And I didn't find it really weird that I wasn't hearing anything at the time. Because I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't turned on the TV or nothing yet. And then all of a sudden, I flipped the TV on. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's why I'm not hearing any planes. Because the FAA grounded them all. Yeah, I was in an oil change pit with the radio on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I heard everything, because I was right. already I mean, at work. I, like I said, I was off that day. I didn't have to work, so, you know, I slept in a little bit and just didn't, you know, the kids were watching whatever, you know, video they were watching at the time, one of their cartoon movies or whatever. Didn't think nothing about it. I don't think I found out till probably around noon when I finally, oh, okay, the kids were like, all right, where do you want to go play now? They're, you know, little. I said, okay, whatever, I can watch TV. What the hell's going on? Every channel I turn on, this shit's on. That was how I found out about it. Yeah. I was in fourth grade English class, and they turned it on the TV. They showed fourth graders that? They showed everybody it. Holy crap. Yeah, I think everybody. Nobody. Oh, no. That's what. That one is specifically very traumatic, because I can remember watching it as it happened. Like, when they turned it on, Uh the second plane had not hit yet. Damn. We watched it live. I've said this before. I hate the word trigger. I hate. I, I, I understand why it's there, but I hate the fucking bullshit that it's You're come not into. The only one. But the problem is, this event is a triggering event because of that fact. Because of the fact that they were showing fourth graders and kindergartners and, and kids in school and stuff that had no idea on how to comprehend exactly mm-hmm. what was going on. They were just showing them fucking carnage. Yep. And I, I, I get it. It was a news story and it was something that was happening to all of us it, as a nation. I, I think it was the shock thing. It was just yeah. so out of the blue. You know, it wasn't anything that was planned or anything that was expected. And it was just like, what the hell is going on? Do you know, that's yeah. like the first time I've ever seen a video footage of somebody jumping out of a building. That wasn't a, a, a movie or TV show. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't like a movie or a TV show or something right. fake. <laughs> first time ever. And I just didn't need to see that. Yeah. yeah. I, so that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying we need to move on and completely ignore 9-11 when it rolls around. I, I can agree with you, tone down to carnage. Just have a little more tact about it. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. And if if me, the consummate tactless asshole, is telling you you need to have a little more tact, eh, come on. You know, and a lot of things I don't <laughs> care about, you know, people seeing or showing, but this this is a special place in my heart. Where For it's all like, of us. Dude. I, I don't want to see this again. You know, I, I think you guys were, I don't think you were, I know you weren't born. I you was, I was been. in, yeah, I was in I remember high watching school. Cha- the Challenger. Oh, Challenger. With the, yeah, with the Challenger sh- uh, shuttle, you know, blue. What year mm-hmm. was that specifically? 86. Yeah, I was born the year after that. Right, okay, so, yeah, we are old. <laughs> yeah, I was but born in 92. I, let me think, 86, I would have split seven so I'd been like second or second or third grade for around there and you know it was a big deal because there was a teacher going up in the shuttle so of course all the schools were showing it ooh. and we yeah yeah ooh so I mean mm, hindsight mm. my mom lived in Florida when that happened and it was she told me it 
talked about it for years. Right, I mean, you know, we're all sitting here, you know, we're, okay, cool, you know, we're going to watch the Space Shuttle launch live on TV, and they got to, you know, of course, every teacher, I think, in the country was like, well, we got to put it on, you know, there's a teacher going up in space, which was cool, Mm -hmm. you know, and you watch, and 90, was it 90 seconds later, boom, gone, Mm. just completely exploded. And we, you know, I watched that live on television when that happened. Mm. Maybe that's why, you know, as tragic as 9-11 was, I, I guess I could watch, you know, the carnage, and I guess it just doesn't phase me. That's not good either, though. <laughs> no, it's probably not. But it's, yes, I get upset when I see it, even to this day, but I don't have that, that rage, in a sense. I, I do, but I don't. Like, I can watch it and just, I can watch it. So I'm going to read you guys the uh, I'm going to read you guys that are listening the uh, exact thing that I wrote. I waited until the end of the day on September 11th. I wasn't trying to be an asshole right out of the gate. I was giving everybody their chance to to do and and feel however they wanted to. And then just before 10 o'clock, before I went to bed, I dropped this on my Facebook (laughs) wall. And I said, look, I'll never forget. But I don't need to constantly remind myself or anyone else for that matter. Yes, people died. Yes, big buildings fell down. Yes, our illusions or delusions cracked that day. We've individually done nothing about it beyond buying merch and posting pictures. Remember how we all banded together for like a month or two after? Then proceeded to go right back to our fallen and divided ways? Good times, right? If this post pisses you off, or what I'm saying pisses you off, you need to look inside to find why. Maybe you'll individually find that that we're all in this together spirit again, because we desperately fucking need it, especially as we head into a time that divides us the most, a time where we've been making bad choices for decades. Let's really remember, finally. And that's that's the crux of it. I'm tired of seeing all this shit. I'm tired of the carnage. I'm tired of, we need to remember, we were all in this together. That was the slogan for two months. We're in this together. Until people went at each other's throats again. <laughs> but it's true. In two months' time, we went yeah, right back. Like two or three months where, you know, yeah. we're in this together. And then. Right. And then it was, you know, of course, well, then the media went back to what the media does. and We need to be smarter than the media. That they, they, you can blame the media all day long, but when it no, comes down I mean, to it, we need to... the narrative that they, they push, and I don't think anybody's going to deny that. Yeah. I'm not saying well, that, yeah, but we need okay. to be smarter the than that. The flavor of the story... Well, that and the media, it, it got thrive south. on just depressing shit, like, <laughs> all watch the, the time. Yeah, I hate watching the news. Again, we need to be smarter than that. I am. I want to see good stuff. I want to see something uplifting for once. Stop with all this negativity. That doesn't sell right. Happiness doesn't sell Fords. Even stuff that they try to push is like... I mean, neither does recalls, but... (laughs) Well, do you remember the story of the kid in middle school who took all of his savings and worked really hard and paid off lunches? Because there was a backlog of unpaid lunches and kids that weren't able to eat because they had a backlog their parents couldn't afford. And somebody was like, wait, why are we... Saying this is heartwarming. This is depressing. A kid did to take his entire savings. In a sense, it is depressing that a kid did that, but at the same time, he shouldn't have had. To. He shouldn't have had. Right. He shouldn't have had to do that, but he did it. Why try and put a sour note on that? I mean, I'd rather the kid do it than Jamie Oliver do it and try to feed them veggies. Are you okay? No. No. <laughs> None of us. Something. Oh, something green old. hurt him once. <laughs> I choked on a piece of broccoli. Well, if you weren't trying to deep throat the stock. Hey, everybody know thing. it's the cut, the cut broccoli. Oh, my God. I haven't heard a reference to that in a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a green problem. That's what it is. You know, he, he's choking on green stalks. He gives himself rashes with green paint. Neon green paint. Neon green paint. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this one's fucking quick, yeah. isn't he? My I'll dick hasn't. One in the room, folks. My dick hasn't forgotten. Oh, my I'm dick. Sure I bet. My dick. Bet. Never bet. forget. <laughs> Get out. Oh. Get you off your own fucking. Poor show. little Get Richard. Out. It was a single tower. It fell that day. <laughs> I also want to thank everyone too. <laughs> I, I, I. Nobody else is laughing. I don't fucking care. I thought it was hilarious. 
No, it was Ecto Cooler. It wasn't paint. <laughs> um, no, I hope not. I also want to thank everyone that has watched the My Bigfoot documentary. We are now at 9K um, for views. So really? 9,000 views in two weeks. Wow. Um, we're already working on, we're it's not going to say, we're, we're already working on, we're not going to say what, said. but we're already working on a follow-up. Five times, but that's beside the point. Oh my God. So I'm white. Fuck off. I understand my fucking mediocrity, okay? I Oh the oh oh I'm just gonna keep on moving. So yeah, nine thousand nine thousand views. This poor Jan's over here trying not to die laughing. We think we might have found our niche, so you might start seeing more stuff like this on YouTube from us. But again, thank you so much. For 9,000 views. It is an amazing yes, thing to you. watch that number just keep rising every night. Every night I go to bed and we add uh, like two to 500 more views to it. One night it jumped 1,000 on us and we were starstruck at that point. Like just six days ago I had posted thank you for 2,000. Oh, yeah. Now we're up to nine? Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. One of us. You have the live count on that? Uh, I can look at it right now. Well, let's see where we're at as of right now, folks. I don't yep, know. that's what I'm going to do. I just... Uh, 9,000 even. Because <clears throat> it was 8.9 before we started the show, and I was like, okay, well, that's close enough to 9,000. I could just be like, right. okay. But no, it's it's 9,000 even right now. Yeah. Not 8.9. Nope. So, uh, but like I said, we're already planning on a couple of follow-ups to some stuff. We're not going to say what they are or when you're going to get them. Um, but, uh, we've, we've got some interesting stuff planned. So, um, we are getting ready to head into our first song block. You're going to get, uh, Kingdom Falls, This Is Hell. You're going to get Blue Orchid Reaction. And why didn't your song name come with you? That's Animal With No Mate. And you're going to get Drama Scream with Sham. You're listening to The Cult of Odd on tapdetroit.com. And make sure you tune in next week. Uh, Jad, Reap, Corey, Ace, they all have the night off. It's going to be me Mm. and the network owner, Planky, as we sit down to talk with the owner of Big League Brews. We're going to find out his story. Best place ever. Best place ever. He's the only one that's butthurt about it. I've sent really I've really sent so, so many people there for food and drinks. Yeah. I love I'm not really butthurt. I'm just giving him shit. Yeah. So we're going to sit down with the owner of Big League Brews, and we're going to find out his story and the story of the bar, and we're going to laugh and joke and talk and have a good time. So me and Planky and uh, Matt will be sitting down September 30th, so you don't want to miss that one. And it'll also be the first episode with all the new music in it, too, so... Uh, be sure to check that out. We're going to go ahead and go to break now. When we come back, we're going to talk about Quantum Leap, the new series Ooh. and the old. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Cult of Odd on TapDetroit.com, and we will be right back. Now it's time for our Patreon shout-out. Big thanks to Wheezy, Bryce Rogers, Justin Burnside, and Zaldor of Zaldor's World Podcast for becoming a patron. Welcome to our Holy Mother and the throne she sits upon. Who have joined the Cult of Odd Plus. We hope you enjoy our long, uncut and girthy uh, episodes until you're fully satisfied and left shaking from laughter. For everyone else, you can join our Patreon too. Just head to patreon.com forward slash cultivod. Become a patron and reap the benefits today. Tired of regular bar food and bar atmospheres? Yes! Do you long for a place that feels like home where you're treated as family and not just another customer? Yes! Yes! Then Big League Brews is the place for you. Their menu is the most extensive in all of Downriver. They have an excellent breakfast selection, and they're also well-known for their burgers and wings. But hey, if you don't want to believe just some guy on the radio, Big League Brews has been voted Best Sports Bar in Metro Detroit by Click on Detroit six years in a row. Wow. They have the friendliest staff and a wide array of cocktails and beers, 26 of them on draft, with new creations regularly. Yes! 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 And if you're looking for work, Big League Brews offers the most competitive wages with great medical and dental and vision benefits and plenty of paid time off. So what are you waiting for? 
get on over to Big League Brews, located at 20428 Ecourse Road in Taylor, Michigan. Or head to bigleaguebrews.com for more info. Big League Brews. Go beyond ordinary. Eat and drink extraordinary. Are you tired of incense that stinks? Motor City Candleworks is Metro Detroit's number one source for premium handmade incense, as well as hand sanitizer and now massage oil, with a wide array of scents inspired by Michigan cities and attractions. You're sure to find a fragrance that'll keep your love of the mitten burning all year round. Head to MotorCityCandleworks.com and order yours today. And make sure you find them on Facebook, too, for all of their upcoming sales and events. Motor City Candleworks. Michigan handmade scents that just make sense. That smell. The kind of smelly smell.
the cult of odd well it's a little bit of and a little but most importantly it's about becoming one of us you can join the cult every friday night from 8 p.m to 11 eastern right here on tapdetroit.com or by heading to the cult of odd.com let us in let us fill you join the cult of odd today
and we're back. And uh, we're going to jump right in because Jad has a story that he wants to tell us, and oh I want to see if I can slide it in before the fun size is over. Oh, <laughs> slide it in before the fun size is over? I thought slide it in made it the fun size. Uh, well, depends on what you're into. All right, so the Quantum Leap Revival has aired its first episode, and... Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was very nervous about this this revival mm-hmm. coming AO because Quantum Leap was one of those shows from my childhood that I absolutely loved. I've rewatched the entire series multiple times. In fact, I just finished it right before the new episode re-aired. Um, I wanted to familiarize myself, and realistically, I just wanted to go back and watch Mirror Image one more time because I wanted to make sure that I, I caught all the nuances that they were trying to get through mm-hmm. in that. And uh, a lot of people were upset because Sam and Al aren't apparently a part of this. But Al, the the actor that played Al, Dean Stockwell, he's passed away. <coughs> and <coughs> Scott Bakula, uh, for whatever reason, is not involved. Although he did release a statement saying that he does wish them well and that it, it, it did break his heart to turn it down. Um, but he didn't allude why. But I, I believe I know why, and I'll get into that before we get too too far away from it. But I did want to talk... One, Ben Song, the the character uh, that is leaping, absolutely love. I love the fact that he's a little more sure of himself than Sam was when he first started leaping. Like he's he's already willing to go with his gut instead of taking like a season and a half for Sam to finally figure that out. Um, I like the choices that they've made for the supporting cast. Um, uh, the one character, the one that runs Ziggy, uh, so essentially Gushy. For this generation, uh, Ian is a, uh, a, a gender character. neutral, gender I fluid. I, yeah, I don't know. He just he seemed like just a normal person to me. Wait, I mean, wait, I got a question. Ziggy uh, um, machine. Does the guy who plays out in the new one? Does he like smack it and yell at it like the old one did? Wait, I don't like, know yet. Because the oh yeah, because so him, whatever. I don't know. The hologram this time is a is a woman, and her name is Addison. <clears throat> and she's actually Ben Song's fiance. Only he doesn't remember because leaping Swiss cheese is his mind. Oh, it's such mm-hmm. a cool dynamic. But I love, I love this show. I like a lot of the choices that they've made so far already. The storyline that they're running with for this season, from what I've read on it, uh, it, I'm really interested to see where they go. That 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 bombshell at the end of the first mm-hmm. episode. You're like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of the things that's been bugging me, though, is this, all right? So I went back and I watched the old one, and the old one, it was half-funded by the military, okay? Um, uh, Sam Beckett had gotten investors and stuff like that, but it was half-funded from the military. Ziggy was the supercomputer that was keeping track of where Sam went, right? Mm -hmm. There have to be records, right? You would think that they would have cataloged every leap, every year, yep. every place that he went, every person he leapt into. Correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to find out how the fuck Ernie Hudson's character doesn't realize that <laughs> Sam leapt into his ass at one point. Because Ernie's heck, Ernie Hudson's character's nickname is Magic. All right? Magic was someone that Sam leapt into second or third season. He was a soldier in the uh, outfit that his brother was in. And he leapt into Magic and helped keep Magic alive That and his brother alive. Sam's brother alive. Magic is now a part of the Quantum Leap Project, 30 years later, supposedly. He's the head of it. So obviously at one point, like you said, he's going to know. He's going to find out, right? Right. You would think so. Like, again, they, they would yes. have a record. Yeah. <coughs> you would think anyways. Look, the, he, the original show took place in the late 80s, me. early 90s. They didn't think of that kind of shit back then, all right? Mm. But they should be thinking of it now, though. Yeah, That's the thing. If, they're gonna, if they right. want to do that type of a tie-in to tie mm-hmm. it in, you know, like. Well, they're already. Like, they've already mentioned Sam. Mm-hmm. This they isn't a reboot. Yeah, this isn't a reboot where they're acting like the original didn't happen. This is a revival. They've they've oh, basically okay. so picked it back up. So what, they're trying to find Sam now? No, no. that doesn't even seem to be the, the premise. Is that They're not in, really trying well, to find at Sam. Maybe some point down the road they get a few more seasons and maybe they will. You know, they can convince Scott Bagley to come back So find Sam in a sense. 
here's what I'm thinking. After reading what Scott Bakula had put out, I believe that the reason Scott Bakula isn't in the new series is that Dean Stockwell has passed away. I remember reading that they had uh, they had shot the pilot already, and then NBC wanted to go back and reshoot it. Scott Bakula has said that he received a script for the pilot originally that had him and Al in it, and then they had to rework the script. He didn't allude to why. He didn't say why. Everybody's automatically assuming NBC's the devil, and you know they pushed him out and whatnot. But you know, Sam's uh, Scott Bakula is still working for NBC on a different project at this say, point. Isn't he still doing uh, the one NCIS spinoff? No, it's uh, he's he's involved with something else that's about to come out. I know it's, for a while. I don't know if he still was, but I know he was doing that NCIS New Orleans. Yeah, no, not anymore. He's got another show that's, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, it's in the vein of like Yellowstone or Ozark or something like that. Uh, but it's a new show that's coming to NBC. No, I believe the the reason is is that Dean Stockwell passed away. And the reason I say that is imagine the happiest moment in your life, okay? Whatever that moment was. Now imagine having to relive that moment without the other person that made it that happiest moment or the other thing that made it that happiest you, moment. You might very well be right on that one. I oh, mean, that it, it could be a reason why he's doing it. That would be terrible. Or, like I said, it could be just he's has other projects going on that he can't commit to. At the time, this would have been perfectly fine for it. Like, he didn't take another project. For the timeline of how Hollywood works, and you'll have to to take my word on this, having worked with a lot of, of movie stars and producers and stuff and talking to them and writers and, and you know getting to know them and whatnot. For the timeline that Hollywood and the TV series worked, if he had taken Quantum Leap, he would not have had time for this new project that he's in. And it's getting ready to air. So they were shot roughly around the same time. Like it, he passed on Quantum Leap and took this project. I believe that, yes, even though Scott Bakula is an actor, he is still a person. And that for me, that would be fucking heartbreaking to have to stand there on that stage and pretend to be Sam Beckett again and not have Al right there. And yeah, I, I could see where yeah. I don't really believe good. there was anything there nefarious between NBC and Scott. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I believe this is simply a matter of it was going to be too painful to try to do it without Dean Stockwell at this point. It, like I said, you may very well be right on that. I mean, unless he gives his specific reasons, we're never going to know. No, but I, I, I think that's a because everybody is like, oh, well, you know, Scott wanted too much money or NBC just did want it. And I was like, nah, nah, you need to quit trying to shit on the man. Mm-hmm. Nah, there's something more here. And especially seeing that bombshell that they dropped at the end of episode one, that's what leads me to believe they were supposed to be a bigger part of this new series and weren't able to. Because hmm. you remember what they yeah. did at the end. Yeah. Yep. I think he was supposed to be there. I think it was supposed mm. to be him trying to do that. Mm. And because he died, mm. they made it who they made yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying really hard because, because there's some people out really there. <laughs> but I think that's what happened. And I think we need to cut NBC some slack, and I think we need to cut Scott some slack. Watch the new show. Put some time into it. One of the, the, the I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm thrilled that they stuck with the 45-minute format. Yep. I was terrified that they were going to try and condense it down into a 30-minute format. And I was like, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the intro is way shorter, too, now. Thank God. I don't think I could <laughs> yeah, sit there. I think that was one of the longest intros in television. Two minutes and two seconds. I think the only one that might have beat it was uh, a show back in the early 80s called The Fall Guy. Maybe. I think that one might have beat it for the intro. Yeah, but the the Quantum Leap intro is two minutes and two seconds from start to episode start. That was the old one. Yeah. This one, it's... There, there was no intro, really. You, yeah. You get you know, the, the, right. the lead-in. Now that I think about yeah, it. You're right. There was, like... Not but if you really go back to like the eighties and early nineties, a lot of television shows have longer intros. Yeah. Now that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. But yeah, with the the new new series, they were like in nineteen ninety five, Doctor Sam Beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and began le- leaping through time, and never he was never able to return home. <laughs> and then you get quantum leap the title card, and then boom, they're off to commercial. <laughs> Like I said, now that I think about it, TV shows back in the 80s and 
90s did have a long intro. Taxi's yeah. intro was pretty long, too. Yeah, that was late 70s. MASH 80s. was a Mash fairly was long, long intro, too. Yeah, MASH was Smash intro early was mid-70s. So yeah, long. so... But, like, I don't know why Quantum Leaps, I think it's because of the theme song, because it's like, da 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 and it builds, and you're like, all right, the show's about to start, and it's like, no, it's not, da 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 and you're like, fuck! Like, come on, like, I gotta take a piss. I think the only intro that might have been longer than that was probably, I think, The Fall Guy. You know, we're gonna have to look that up. Yeah. Just to find out. But uh, by all means, if uh, Quantum Leap was your jam when you were younger um, and remember growing up watching it, check out the new Quantum Leap. And even if it's not, one of the things that Scott Bakula said in his post about Quantum Leap is that it came along at a time where we desperately need to remember what it's like to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. And that was the big message from Quantum Leap. You got to remember... In the 80s, everybody's screaming today about woke culture this and, oh, I'm so sick of seeing race issues and the gender issues and all this in the TV shows. Why can't they just make a TV show? Dummy. Go back and look at TV. All the shows that were really good touched on issues like this, and Quantum Leap did not shy away from it. They covered race. They covered gender. They covered uh, uh, dealing with uh, seeing people with mental handicaps as, as equals. They dealed, dealt with a lot of heavy and weighty issues uh, through the lens of a white cis male. <laughs> a lot of things that people are calling woke now, hell, the Power Rangers have been tackled. Yeah. <laughs> so some like Star Trek, yeah, yeah. Track, like stuff that people absolutely Mr. love. Rogers. Yeah. People Go are like, oh, this getting woke. Like, dude, stuff like this has been around forever and people absolutely love it. You know, like, I think a lot of it was, you go back to that time, it's not necessarily that it wasn't in the forefront of you know, television or <laughs> movies or whatever, because it was. Mm-hmm. I just think back then, everybody wasn't as hypersensitive as they are now. So it wasn't, it just, I mean, yeah, it was there, and it, it made you think. It really mm-hmm. did. You're like, whoa. Like, when I think back at, like, reading Rainbow or something, I'm like, I don't see this, oh, my God, a black guy has his own reading show. No, you're like. I was like, this is a cool show. Right. It's, you know? And, and, that, like, but, and that's, I think that's the difference between now and back mm-hmm. when we grew up was, okay, it was a, Black, you know, a black guy hosted Reading Rainbow. You didn't think about it that way. Yeah, it was just a guy at Reading and, Rainbow, and it was cool. Or like here, go back to Pee Wee's Playhouse. I'd rather not. <laughs> okay, as ridiculous it was. Okay, don't go back to the Playhouse. Go back to the theater. Yeah. A lot of people, I don't think, realize that or remember. You know, Lawrence Fishburne played Cowboy. What Curtis? Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis. Curtis. Cowboy yeah. Curtis. Thank you. But I didn't. But growing up watching that show, I didn't think, oh, this is strange. A black cowboy. I think that's so. I think yeah, that's part of the, the issue. Of that where, yeah. Uh, like, because back then nobody really paid attention to it because it was just you know normal. It was just television. And nowadays right. people don't realize how diverse right. everything actually has been. Motherfucker, you know? do you realize how much of a shock it was to go back and watch the original Quantum Leap and hear them drop the end bomb several times? <laughs> Like, yes. without even batting an eye, and it, it was in the episodes where they dealt with race and whatnot, yeah, so of right. course, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy shit, what did they just say? You couldn't even have anything like you that, could, even if it's no. teaching a lesson. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, this show always, from what I remember the original series, it always kind of had a, a good lesson at the end of it, in a yep. sense. Well, yeah, they dealt, you know, and they would touch on those <laughs> issues where that was used for whatever specific time period he was in at that in that episode. Well, and another thing that and was... And it was like, whoa. Heavily... It made you think. It didn't make... You know, whereas today, you could have it today because everybody and their mother would scream, look at what they're doing. They're using the... And we're on television and yeah. this. We'll and they're talking, the about, they're well, talking about racial <laughs> issues in the 1950s in Alabama or something. So we're all fairly aware of the fact that uh, I am a, a, a heathen. I am agnostic. I, I don't no. I don't believe in God or, or anything like that. I think most of that's well, bunk. However, cult, so. yeah, I run my own cult, so <laughs> I don't have to believe in God. But Quantum Leap was a very hev- God-heavy show. It, was, it really was because... After the about halfway into the first season, Sam was trying to figure out why the hell he keeps leaping. And the only conclusion that he could come to, and it's because how he was raised, is God or somebody is in control of his leaps. God or somebody is putting him in these spots to help these people. 
and they carried that through all the way through and it got a little bit heavier as the the seasons went on complete with the final episode mirror image mirror image is one of the best series finales that i think i have ever seen because it answered so many questions and left you with more questions as well so in mirror image for those that don't know sam leaps into the town of cokesburg pennsylvania he leaps in August 8th, 1953, at the exact moment that he was born. That is his exact birthday. And when he leapt into the bar, he was he leapt in at the exact time that he was born. He walks over to the mirror and sees himself for the first time in like five years. He had like he normally would see the other person's right, face. Right. No, he sees himself. The whole rest of the episode is him talking with this bartender who it's very, very much alluded to in in almost 100% fact is God. It's bartender's name is Al. He ends up seeing people in the town that share names with people he knows back in 1995. You would think, okay, names are, no, he runs into a gushy. He runs into um, a couple of the people that he's leapt into their lives and whatnot. And there's this other character named Stopa. Stopa is an old German guy who's worked down in the coal mines for so many years, and he's all arthritic up and, and, and whatnot. Three guys get trapped in the mine during the episode. Stopa and Sam work together to get them out of the mine. The whole time, also, in between this, Sam is talking to the bartender, trying to figure things out, and the bartender is playing aloof. He won't give Sam a straight answer, He's more playing that psychiatrist role of, well, what do you think it means? You know, and letting Sam work it out because that's what he's done throughout the entire series. Al is nowhere to be found. His Sam's Al is nowhere. They have no idea where Sam is because when they program Ziggy, they program Ziggy from 1954 forward. Uh, Sam's first birthday, one year old forward. So they, they figure within his lifespan. They don't realize that they could just go back a year. Whatever. <laughs> um, so through the most of the episode, it is Sam on his own figuring out this leap. So Stopa and Sam are able to devise a plan to uh, work around the, the mine owner and actually send people down to get the miners out. When they get back to the bar after they rescue the three miners that are trapped... Stopa is sitting at the table, and Sam looks over to say something to him, and he's immediately enveloped in the same blue light that Sam usually is. And then he disappears. And nobody in the bar remembers Stopa. And he said, wait a minute. Did he leap? And he runs to the bartender. Did he just leap? Is that what it looks like when I leap? You know, all this. And, and the bartender's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? But through the course of the episode, um, the bartender does give Sam a little bit of information. And one of the things that he tells Sam is that look at this as a respite. If you were a soldier, you were, you'd be sent on leave before you go to your next tough mission. You know, your next mission that's going to be harder than what you did before. They'll give you a couple of days R&R. He said, maybe that's what you're here for right now. Maybe you're here to take a break. Maybe what comes next is going to be more difficult than anything you've ever seen before. And Sam looks at the bartender and said, you mean the leaps are going to get harder? And the bartender just looks at him. And over the course of the episode, the bartender also alludes to the fact that Sam technically has been in control of this the whole time. That he goes where he wants to go. Where he's needed. And Sam's like, are you mean you... Are you telling me I could have left home anytime I wanted? And he said, if you wanted. And so what is essentially alluded to is that Sam is leaping of his own free will because he is a good person and he wants to help others. And that he's also kind of paying his own personal penance for playing God. The end of the episode... Before Sam goes off to his next mission, he leaps back 
into um, uh, earlier season episode, he leapt into Al's life at one point. <coughs> wasn't able to put something right for Al. He wasn't there for Al, but he just so happened to be interacting with Al's wife, Beth. Now, for those of you that are fans of the series, you know that Beth is like the one that got away. Al was uh, a POW uh, and was captured and held captive for two years. During that two-year time, his wife Beth thought he had died. That's what the government had thought at that point. She remarried. Al then went on a track of womanizing and and just losing his damn mind because he lost the woman that he truly loved. So, made his love, Al. <laughs> so at the end of Mirror Image, Sam jumps back into Al's life and time period and tells Beth, Al's still alive. The title card goes up. You get a, a brief little bit of Al came home. Beth never remarried. You know, they get back together. Sam never returns home. I think that the end of that episode, what they were saying was, is that wherever Sam was going next, he had to go it alone. He wasn't going to be able to have Al with him, and he was going to have to figure these things out for himself. And that, yes, God might have been involved, but realistically, it was all Sam doing it. And the other thing that I thought was really cool, too, is they they talked about how, you know, during disasters and stuff like that, people will say that they've seen, you know, quote-unquote ghosts or people that look Mm -hmm. like they shouldn't have been there. What they were hinting at is those are leapers. Leapers have existed Mm -hmm. before Quantum Leap ever Mm -hmm. did. Sam's experiment just put a name to it. But that God or whatever controls the universe does this from time to time and puts people where they need to in order to help. (coughs) I thought it was a really cool concept. Even though I'm not super into God, I really liked that aspect of the show. (coughs) And I got a feeling that it's in this new, new series as well. Because that message that Ben left Addison, Mm -hmm. where he says this is bigger than the project and this is bigger than anything you or I could ever know. I think he knows something. Yeah, I think they're carrying it over and I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping it doesn't catch too much hate because a lot of things that have anything. He knows what happened, why Sam hasn't returned. I think. And what made him take that leap himself. I think the person that they talk about at the end of that episode Mm -hmm. knows a hell of a lot more than anyone else working on Quantum Leap. I think the person they're tied to from the original series kept files Mm -hmm. and kept a journal. And and I, I there's more information there than I think. Well, shut up! Or you're gonna give a spoiler so and ruin it. No, I haven't said anything. <laughs> but you're alluding to enough. <laughs> the the point being, the new series I hope does not catch any flack for inclusion the inclusion of God or some higher power in it. Dude, it better not. I mean, <coughs> people. Just enjoy the show. Yeah. Just enjoy the problem it is people it is. can't enjoy anything anymore nowadays. Mm. And, and, and yeah. It, 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 I mean, comedians. You know, let's go back to comedy yeah. back, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Dude, I'll say, like, I'll you tell could, a joke and people look at me like, oh, I'm like, it's a joke. I'm a man of comedy. You're not allowed to have a joke. What do you want me to you're do? Not it's not funny. a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. I'm just... <laughs> For those at home, the reason I'm laughing is because the luck Holly gave him that one. <laughs> Which, you know, any wife would have given their husband that one. But, uh, so yeah, by all means, go check out the, the new Quantum Leap episode um, and series. Stop being so butthurt. Yeah, get over it. Get over yourselves. Get over, you know, your bullshit. <laughs> um, do you want to go into it or do you want to tease it and have us go to break and make Ooh, him listen to, to it after? Ooh, tease me, baby. Come Ooh, on. Okay, I'll give a tease. Give a tease. Ladies and gentlemen, uh... Boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm going to talk about dating with dating apps. And my personal experience these past couple of weeks with it. He's and new to the dating app game. Yeah. I've yeah. been so out of the dating well, game for so well, fucking long. Part of so it is that before Bieber. I've tried dating apps, before, like back before I had gotten married, uh-huh. and it was a completely different place, like completely different than how it is now. Ooh completely different. It sounds good. So then after the divorce, I tried it and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, fellas. Just 
be careful out there. I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and go to break. And oh. when we come back, Jad is going to share some of his dating stories with oh. us. So uh, you're going to get music from Parmel Liberty, David Christ and the Apocalypse, and a local band called I Am Trouble. You're listening to the really cult. What the show should be titled. <laughs> you're listening to the Cult of Odd on TapDetroit.com, and we will be right back. 